right. Yeah, you know, because of the theme song. Theme song. Theme song. Hey. Hey. I'm going to lay some track, but I don't know if it's the right track. Mm, boom, boom, I don't know if I'm on the right track or the wrong track. I could be wrong or I could be right. I could be many things and I could be right and wrong. Right and wrong. Right and wrong. A morality tale about a little boy, a little orphan who shines shoes and is good with betting on horses. That's what this movie's about. Don't ask us to send us to do it new because the two before scored this movie. So fresh, no notice. Hello and welcome to the catastrophe section. My name is Aaron, and with me, as always, is Cameron. Today we have a nice special treat. Do you remember Gary Coleman? Who? Gary Coleman from such things as the '80s, being a child star in them. And the late 70s. He yeah. Was, he was Will... No, wait. He's not Willis. He's the younger brother of Willis on... I don't remember his name. Different Strokes. Yeah. Famous for saying, what you talking about, Willis? What you talking about, Willis? Yeah, that's him. Well, we dug up a classic movie that nobody else has found. I mean, people have found it, but like... You know what I mean? It's called On the Right Track. It stars Gary Coleman. And he is an orphan in a subway... And he lives in a locker and cons people out of pizza because he knows sports trivia. It's a fucking weird ass movie. And we watched it. Did we? I mean, yes. yes oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, it's, you wouldn't uh, have noticed with how brisk this movie is. This movie is like a straight hour and a half, normal movie length. But like the plot, you can tell that like the director of this does like TV shows by how fast everything moves. Like he's like, we got to get the conflict over in 23 minutes. Otherwise, we won't have advertisers because there won't be enough advertising time. Like you can tell this guy because because whenever in this movie, whenever someone's like, oh, no, Gary Coleman's being attacked by the other or being accosted by this other shine man because he's shining shoes and he doesn't have a license despite being a 10-year-old orphan. Then it's just like, ah, five minutes later, ah, conflict resolved. Like, all the conflict's done in, like, a second. Yeah, this movie has, like, the... the most... like, the best way to have, like, a... oh, how did, did that happen? Like, a sex life that's like, I'm going to get in, and by the time that I get my clothes on and they're gone... They won't know that it happened. They, they will just be sitting stunned, being like, oh, I guess the movie... I, I, did I see a movie? <laughs> did I just have sex? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Pat Oswald has this bit where he's talking about Jet Blue being like this mind-numbing thing that lowered his IQ. I think this movie is just so middle of the road and so digestible that... I almost forgot that I saw it after I watched it. I sure didn't. I was like, uh, I enjoyed oh it. I enjoyed it too much to forget it. It's so brisk. Like it really is. It's never since old dogs has there been, if this was like a shot of liquor or something, this would be very, very smooth, but I wouldn't remember it. It, just, it Yeah. Just whoop done. Like, I, I don't know. Everything that happens in the movie is just Gary Coleman's doing this next scene. Gary Coleman's doing this. Oh no. Someone's after Gary Coleman. Oh, he's done. Oh, now this, now that. Now we need a love story. Oh, there's a love story. Oh, there's a love story. Oh, there's conflict. Oh, now there's not conflict. Speaking, blah, of, the blah, blah. speaking of the fucking love story, like there's this woman who works in an arcade and sings like she's the best singer ever, but she's stuck in an arcade. Like the, it's the most like sitcom-y like character ever. Like, well, you know Aaron, what I mean? 
you do realize that they're just like you've all we've all heard of the the sex worker with the heart of gold. What about the arcade jockey with, with the, the voice of, of gold? gold? Yeah, that's an archetype we all know. But like she gets uh, she gets she like falls in love with the child protective services agent. That's like, hey. Stop living in the subway. And Gary Coleman's like, nah, man, you're taking away my rights. And he's like, oh, okay, go live in the subway. Because he's a great fucking state worker there. The worst dressed oh, family really- services person. He looks like uh, like a Miami Vice extra who's like about <laughs> to get gunned down. Just like, Crockett, get down. Oh, no, we killed a civilian. He looks and- like he's undercover in like a slummy bar. That's like, hey, I told you not to have prostitutes. Like the like he just looks shitty. Yeah, he's it's like great. he's like the guard that would get shot. They're like at the beginning of the action movie when yeah. the bad guy shows up. Yeah. And then the Wilhelm scream would just ah. be like as he like as like the squibs go off, he's like, ah, ah. yeah. And then great. they're like, damn it. Damn it, they shot Rocket. <laughs> that, yeah, that would be Rock- his name. Rocket, yeah. D- Sergeant Rocket. <laughs> Dr. Rocket Dix. He's not a doctor. Dr. Rocket Dong. Is this an episode of Dr. Rocket Dong on Dongs? Yeah. Welcome to Dr. Rocket on Dongs, among other subjects. Hello, Dr. Rocket. How are you today? Hello. I'm, I'm doing very dong-tastic. Does everything have to be a dong pun for you? You know. No, I don't. That's why I asked the question. Yes. Oh, okay. Good to know. You've known me long enough to know. Actually, I'm relatively new to the program since well, you fire everyone dongs. every episode because how they much, don't know How much do you know about dongs? I have one. Oh, well, you're doing fine. Well, so to shake things up on this, we actually have people that wrote in to the email address. Oh, that's uh, dongmeister69rocket at... Um, business.gov part of the hot pocket network. Yeah. Yep. That's us sponsored by hot pockety goodness mm-hmm. since microwaves were invented. Yep. Yep. In 1897. Yeah, so what's your first dong question listeners? Our, Give me first, one. our first email is from Jesse who writes mine is shriveled whenever it is called tips to turn a, sh- a grower into a shower. Question mark. Do better. Is that it? Yep. Next question. Do better how? Do next tra- question. Okay. Uh, Rick Rabbit writes, why my balls so large? Well, that's an easy question because they are. Next question. Are you sure that uh-huh. you don't- Oh. Are you questioning my authority? No, I'm just saying. Are you sure? Appreci- yes. All right. I'm next sure. question. All right. Keep next going. question. Um, Got to get through the, these. The Come next on. question is, um, <coughs> excuse me, is from uh, Pete Pinkerton from Pinkerton. I guess the namesake of the town writes, um, got an old TV set. Should I put my dong in it? Of course. Any reason why? Why wouldn't you? <laughs> okay. Uh, last email for the show before we have to go to a commercial break. Uh, what sort of condom should I have for a big old horse dong like me got 
Did I mention Big Dong, he he me, 69, all the ladies, fresh boy is me, yeah, buddy, ha ha, Max. All right. Well, first off, don't you dare use a condom. We need, we need more people like you. Just get your dong in people and then have them have kids. In people, just <laughs> yeah. in general, not any yeah. particular people. Yeah. Like that he yeah, maybe put it in them. Have the thing with them with your big old dong and be like, hey, hey, hey I'm fresh. You do realize that you could be. You're fired. Of- Get out of here. This is the last time. Uh, it's the last I time you question job. my authority. I need the internship. Yeah, it was the last time you uh, question my authority. Get the fuck out. I'm going to go to the roof and jump off. All right. Do you let me see your dong first? No. All right. Well, then go jump. Delicious burger. Jump. And that's how we make delicious shakes. Doctor, this program is a co-production of National Public Radio and me because I have millions of money. We now return to the catastrophe section. Garrett Coleman's a short person. He sure is. Is he? Does he have dwarfism? I think he's uh just uh, a midget instead of a dwarf. Oh, I little person technically. But. Well, I mean, yeah, there are two separate things. They are. So, if we're if we're wondering between the distinction of if they're a dwarf or not, I'm not going to say no. They're a little person because then it'll just be like, okay, same question. I'm going to say midget because they are two separate things. Fair enough. But under political sequ- uh, political correctness circumstances, call them whatever the fuck they want to be called. All right. So, getting back to the movie, this movie has. Uh, you can also tell that the director has like a TV short comedy sensibility because oh, yeah. we open with the best mugging in cinema history. Oh, an yeah. old woman getting mugged by a young man. Well, the thing is the opening to this is just it's cut so frantically because uh, Gary Coleman's be like he's he has like a fear of above ground because of reasons. So the the opening of the movie is just like all these really quick shots with all this fucking traffic noise in the background, just eh, eh, meow. and then like this the third shot in, it's like an old woman just getting mugged, and then she hits him with a purse, and then it just keeps going. She tur- the tables have turned. Yeah, I mean this is an episode of the tables have turned. Next on the tables have turned, this man has a gun to this woman. Guess what happens next? She pulls a gun on him and shoots him. The tables have turned. Next week on. L- on qu- <laughs> on the crossover episode of The Tables Have Turned, she has prepared a nice meal for her family, and he has prepared a breakfast burrito. Together, when the tables have turned, what will happen? Will the meal be satisfactory? Will they get home in time for sports? sports. Next time on The Tables Have Turned. Sports. And now back to the catastrophe section. Yeah, man. Okay, so... uh. So we're introduced to Der- Gary Coleman's like so this guy goes to the locker that he's sleeping in uh-huh and opens it. Yep. Can he not lock it from the inside? I guess not. Cuz what he's done is if for all those who know like subway wa- lockers or metro lockers, they're like side by side and Gary Coleman is small enough to where he can fit in the two so there is no wall between them. He just 
is kind of sleeping with a blanket there with some posters. He's got a ton stuff. of pictures in yeah. there. And like, a we don't know of what. Yeah. Later, later in the movie, he's just like, cause, uh, what's her face? I don't forget. Uh, who cares about her name? I don't know. Whatever her name is. Lady pants. Mick don't have a name. Cause I don't care. Oh no, no, no. The, the garbage lady. No, not the garbage lady. The other one, the arcade lady. Oh, Jill. Yeah, sure. Jill. Um, she's just like, but you could suffocate in there. And he's like, I got nails and a hammer. I can, I figured that out a long time ago. Like, all right. I mean, it's, it, ah. ingenious kid carpenter. Sure. Yeah. He's like a Jesus. Uh, except for 10 and a uh, Jesus. Jesus wasn't a carpenter. At 10. No, but he sure could call horse races. <laughs> he sure could. <laughs> in fact, we all know the passion of the Christ is the, is a betting. He's a gambler. Yep. He's a gambler. Like his Mark, pa- like Mark Wahlberg. Yep. Ooh. I found the money to gamble on Transformers. Oh! On the interview cast today, we have Mark Wahlberg promoting Hello. a six-month and older movie, The Gambler, now what? available on VOD and on other ev- things. On everywhere. Hello. So, tell us about what was it like to be a gambler, like Jesus. I spent a lot of money and lost it all, but then I got it back. You spent your own money on... Uh-huh. Aren't you supposed to be playing a character? No. On... I'm actually a gambler, and they're just like, hey, that guy gambles, and we're going to hire him for a movie. And then I did it. Isn't that a little bad business-wise to hire someone who's a degenerate gambler to play a degenerate gambler? No, it's just typecasting. They know I do it. They know I can play the role so well. Yeah, but couldn't you have- And then I got beat up in a pool. In a pool? Was that part of the film? Yeah. Are you sure, or did they just make it part of the film because it happened anyway? They might have. I don't know. How do you not know? Did you not read the script? I mean, they might have just put it in halfway through. I didn't. I don't. I go scene by scene. Wait, you go in order? You do realize the movies aren't shot in order, Mister? My not. It's part of my contract. Part of your con. So, what is your contract? Uh, other. Uh, what else does your contract say? Well, I've got to find Transformers on set or in the movie. Either way, it's fine. You just have to satisfy that curiosity because I'm Mark Wahlberg. So you have extended your Transformers involvement to every film that you're now in? Of course. So it's, it's my life. I, I, saw, did it, I did it since the 80s. I just didn't tell anybody. I don't remember anybody asking if you had looked for Transformers. Have you ever been to Los Angeles beaches? Yes, a oh, few times. Okay, well, you'll always find me there with the metal detector. I'm not looking for coins. I'm looking for buried Transformers. But aren't Transformers made out of a metal that isn't detectable to I don't a know. human metal detector? I don't know. Well, They're made a, out of metal. Here's a test. Um, have you ever found a Transformer with a conventional metal detector? Of course. But it was holding on to a toaster. Why was a toaster on... Wait, it's not a magnet. How is a metal detector holding onto it? Did you like tape no, the it? No, ma- the metal detector was the transformer was holding onto the ma- the toaster. So you found the transformer by finding a toaster. Uh huh. Like, were you digging or was there oh, just you a know. transform? No, I don't know. That's why I'm asking. Oh, you know transformer tricks. And now we go to a commercial. <laughs> Hello, you, you, did you ever want to go down to the good old Kentucky swamplands and... Nope. 
Just dig down in the bayou. Nope, do don't want to do that. With a big sloppy shovel. Nope, don't want to do that. Need well, a clean shovel. Well, then don't do this. All right, well. But, back- if you, but if you do want to, then come on down to Kentucky and start digging in swamps. I like digging in swamps, just not with no dirty shovel. Bra- brought to you by the Kentucky Digging in Swamps Committee. Oh, Kentucky, bye. come dig in our swamps. But it didn't. And now back to the catastrophe section. Yep, that's our that's our inter programming. <laughs> yep, uh, intern uh, Bob. Bob, let's hear that again. All right. Well, thank you, Bob, for you're welcome. Great. Thank you for this wonderful opportunity. Oh, well, you don't have to tell me that on mic. You can that later when we're not working. Next show. Yep. Uh, I'm demonstrating my skills to you. I I I don't need you to do that on mic. Okay. So I wrote down. I'll see you at lunch. Goodbye. It's like there's no supervision in this union. I know. It's weird. Speaking of unions, Union Station or whatever in Mid City, which I guess this is it's where supposed it takes to be place. Chicago, but they call it Mid City. I, I would like it to just be called Mid City. I mean, yeah. So I'm, everywhere is well, Mid City. Well, I don't think they actually say. I just think it's they on someone. They never do. It's on someone's shirt. Oh, yeah. It's on the guy, uh, the gym, which apparently they have like a gym and showers in the subway. Mid City Health Club. Because we all know those those, those really subway health clubs. Oh, I it's, just got off the morning train from the from the 405 on the... Wait, that's Los Angeles. Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, I, I just got off from Franklin Street, and boy, my bunions are killing me. I could really use a weight lift, a sarsaparilla, and a face mask. And let me a good go old shower club. down. Yep. And I, let me this, go to the health club at the Mid-City. Yeah, Mid-City Health Club. So this fucking... This, station i guess to call it is like it's built like a mall because there's like four pizza places like there's a bunch of and there's an arcade there's an arcade there being an arcade and a thing in the 80s but there's a ton like it there's like regular shops there's ever literally anything it's a mall yeah it's a mall underground which i don't think has ever been the case i mean i haven't been to chicago in the 80s i wasn't alive yeah i don't know yeah it was weird yeah this is a, like, that's not, how, I, I don't know. I've never been to like a big city. Like here's the, all the Metro. Like it's, I, I don't know. Yeah. I've been to New York. The subways there suck. Like the only businesses there are like newspaper vendors. Not just like little shitty stands. That's like, yeah. I can buy a Coke for $7, like $7, $7 or yeah. Like that. Or you can buy like, uh, Candy, Coke. Yeah, pencil, shit like that. Like Just that. like yeah. a little convenience store type thing, like a newsstand. Yeah. Yeah, Europe's a lot better. They actually have shops and like the like metro places where you can be like, I'll have a candy bar and, yeah. and I can buy a t-shirt that I'll never wear. Yeah. Uh, Which we also have to bring up the antagonist of the first 20 minutes of this movie, the cigar chomping owner of the official shoe shine. Yes. Can I point this out? All of his employees are black and he is. Are the they? Own- yeah. Like when we see oh, that, we yeah. just see the lineup of all adult black men, shining shoes, shining and shoes. He's just a cigar chomping honky whitey. And yep, he's and like, he's just burp, burp. The, the classic like eighties business type. That's just like, fuck the poor. Like, you know, 
He reminds me of uh, Bubba Hendershot from Maximum Overdrive. Oh, yeah. But we can not understand a fucking word that this I love man it. says aside from, you don't pay taxes. Get back here, Ivan. He doesn't have a license. It's either they didn't have lines for his character or he just improvised the whole time. And I was don't know. He's so enthused by villainy. That I, think, can- I, I think the reason is because he, the, the, the cigar was such a character choice that it took up like he couldn't speak through it. I think it was a byproduct of that, but I love it. But he's never smoking the cigar. No, it's, it's just, just in, in his, his mouth. mouth. Yeah. Uh-huh. Which doesn't that hamper the taste of the the cigar if it's just sitting in your m- I mean, it's just like chewing tobacco, really. I know, but I mean, smoke it. I mean, come on. Yeah, no, I agree, but like it's it's just a weird bah, there's a child and he's burp because he um here's the part where he can whenever so whenever Gary Coleman's shining shoes and they have a newspaper he's he like he can call horses he can, he can be like can, well in this it'll be uh blue sparkle and 14 and they're like oh blue sparkle and 14 and then they make 50 grand because that's how 80s horse works it's kind of like hot to trot except for with a little kid betting on this off-screen horse happening. Yeah, instead of terrifying fly trumpet gif thing. Whatever the fuck that movie off, was. Off-screen, I mean, on-screen horse Yeah, horror. where John Candy yells obscenities at horses until they stop running. And yep. they're going to turn you into glue. Yeah, that kind of garbage. And he... Okay, let's capitalize this, because I can't say this enough. This is a, like middle class to rich white guy chasing a 10 year old black kid trying to shine shoes for like a dollar Uh like a dollar one dollar he's and he complains to the he like okay so the the introduction of him is he has this line of of people shining shoes and he's just like looking over the balcony being like my business is going right and then he sees gary coleman just by his lonesome little 10 year old orphan boy just shining he's, shoes yeah he's talking he's to like, like hey yo and he's yeah and then so he calls the police and he's just like that little kid doesn't pay taxes i'm like what are you what the orphan tax he doesn't pay i'm sorry I'm sorry that child doesn't pay orphan tax. Sorry your pa- sorry your parents fired you as a kid. Now pay the tax. Jesus Christ. So fucking stupid. I love orphan tax. Don't I think we should instate it. Ugh. And Tuba Force totally did the soundtrack for this because all oh, yeah. of it is like it's from like a a silent movie or like a Three Stooges serial where it's like Yeah, that's the that's like all of the music in this fucking movie. It's just slightly slower or slightly faster. Depending on the comedy. Yep. If it's comedy, it's like if you'd like and then to if hire Aaron and I to do an official movie soundtrack, we're available. We're available. <laughs> Email us at catastrophe section at gmail.com. Or send a Pony Express. Yeah, that, send one Pony Express unit. One unit of Pony Express. To the catastrophe section. That's me. Located in Botswana, New Mexico.
That place. Yeah. Via the Rainbow Bridge. Yeah, to Valhalla. Valhalla. Across the Rainbow Valhalla, Bridge yo. to Valhalla. Odin's waiting for Can me. Can you sir. not break out into the lyrics? I'm sorry. Man of War is awesome. Is it like a gangster thing? Like, yo, Valhalla, yo. I Valhalla get it. Valhalla at your boy. Valhalla at your boy. Yeah, yep. no, I, yep, jokes. Heron. Hey, the joke. Do you get the joke? No, why don't you explain hey, okay, it? Okay, so holla is like a thing that people say and you holla at people. So Valhalla, like the holla is the same meaning, but with Val on top of it. So if you say Valhalla at your boy, then you gotta. The joke was it's made really well. Sorry, we're experiencing some technical. Uh, our our guest is comedian seizure, a very common bit of it. The joke is so good that oh, I can't he's stop. He's explaining it in his sleep Clear. Oh, he crapped himself. Gotta get him to the hospital. I love that guy. I hope he's okay. <laughs> he tries to explain jokes even in his sleep. He was in a coma for a while. It's he pretty great. Stop explaining why Q-tip started with a Q. Yeah, it's pretty great. Uh, that's not a joke, but you know, whatever. Well, because he was like, "It's my Q. You get it? Because the Q. It's is a Q to enter. Yeah, he said something like that. Yeah, something good. like that. That's he's, a pretty good impression. A, you of know, him. he does that. Yeah, no, I, I'm pretty good at impression. I like the uh, the that a ten year old because I forget who. Lester tells this to, but he's like, they're like, do you know about artificial insemination? And they're like, he's like, yeah, it's sex without the fun. Yeah, because 10 year olds. Woo. He's so good at the knowing. So I like that the movie gives us the uh, the language to describe Lester. He's he's kind of like a hustler. He has like jive ass business deals. He does to say that. People. Yeah. You got a jive ass business deal going yep. on here. And that's also, isn't that also the kid that takes the money later to buy his no, sister? That's a, I think that's a different one, yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah, that was a fucking weird line. So later in the movie, Gary Coleman's all success happened. <laughs> and, you mean uh, he's successful? Yeah, he's success happened. Success happened, you know. Yeah, you know, that thing. Um, So he starts his own business being like, you guys rent my carts for $2 an hour and you take people's luggage to the train and all that garbage yeah he's got like a legitimate yeah. business venture he's like hey kids you can get this employment you carry people's luggage you get a buck or whatever. yeah and then fucking this one dude's just like huh, i'm stealing all the money you made and then gary coleman chases him off but he's so tiny he cannot get the money back so the guy the kid's just like my sister needs a nose job thanks like just because that's why you steal money for and that's that, that was just such an odd line because it's not like I'm going to go buy a bunch of jawbreakers and porn. Like that's like what you'd expect like an eight or nine year old, like or teenage kid to like who stole money to go. I'm going to buy with. looking at boobs. The magazine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. You know, <laughs> that. looking at boobs quarterly and welcome to the porn, the porn, porner, the porn corner, the high class erotica. Uh, news radio bit where we talk about the porn erotic arts. Hello, erotic arts. Hello, foursome. That's your name. Hello, fivesome. Hello, that's me. Today we're reviewing the wonderful, wonderful magazine. This quarterly edition of looking at boobs. 
Yes, I've always wanted to looking at boobs, and now I can. Thanks to this magazine, four times a year. Yes. Oh, boy. No other publication gives quite the breast per capita or mm. page minute measurement of quota thing quite like this publication. Did so you know? N- no, tell me. Oh, okay. <laughs> Well, now you know. Oh, I do now. Thank you for imparting (laughs) such wisdom off mic to me about the nature of life and erotica. It involved boobs. Oh, of of which I am a large fan, especially of the large kind. Do you get the joke? So you may be wondering... As a long-time listeners, why we are n- <laughs> we call ourselves Folsom and Fivesom. We have uh, three other brothers. We are named after the manner in which we were conceived as well. <sighs> so, for Folsom, there was four people present. Oh, yes. And for me, there was five or more present. Hmm. <laughs> All the other one, all the other younger ones died of the leukemia rickets. The leukemia. Yes, that's what I said. Mm. Anyway, next episode we will discuss butts monthly. It's yes. all about butts. Butts monthly and rim jobs biweekly. And then we're gonna go with horse cocks daily. One of my favorites. Just pictures of horses' dongs and their testicles. I really like the calendar that comes with it. Makes me smile every day. Because it's a big penis on your wall. That and I love horses, every bit of them. Even the dong. And now to endorse dongs at the end of our show, Dr. Dong. Hello, Dr. Dong, and welcome to the show. Hello. Are you a fan of a horse dong? Is it a dong? Yes. Then yes, you've answered your own questions. Do you read horse cock daily? No, I just read look at the pickers. You read the what? I look at the pickers. Oh, okay. Of the dongs. Well, we'll get more into that in our next episode of mm. Porner, the corner of high-class people talking oh. about the erotic arts. Art. I'm Fivesome Art. This is a co-production of National Public Radio. And me, because I have birthdays of Melly. And now back to the catastrophe section. So we have to mention the character of Garbage Woman. Garbage Woman's amazing. I love the character of Garbage Woman in this movie. She is a woman who lives in the subway who is homeless. And she just digs through garbage. And and tries things on. Yeah. She's just like, oh, look, an umbrella. Does this go well with my uh, hair? Like people, she will, she, there's one scene where she has like a magazine, like a fashion magazine. And she's just like, you come here. Would these look good on my legs? Like it's just a strange character. At one point she gets rich because she bets on, um, Gary Coleman's triple pick. And she like goes to get a makeover 
And they're just like, oh, she's all regular human now. And then she just goes back to living in the subway. Just She's just fine. But she complains. She's like, man, it's going to take me months to get back to my old self. Like, yeah, your old garbage dwelling self. You want to get back to that? Woo. She also is kind of like a reverse queen of Versailles arc here where she wins like $50,000 because of Lester. Uh-huh. And <laughs> I think she has like the most interesting line delivery in the whole movie where she says like, I made $50,000. I'm rich. Yeah. She's just yeah. very low key. She's like, wait, isn't it? I'm rich. You ruined my life. Oh yeah. She's I'm like, rich. You've ruined my life. Like that's it. Thank God the government took half. Yeah. That's actually a legitimately good joke. <laughs> You, my, you've made me rich. You ruined my life. And like when Gary Coleman goes up to her at first, like so, I like that the movie addresses that Lester. Like everyone knows Lester on a first name basis in the yeah. underground, and he goes around and he's like, "Oh hey everybody, I'm Lester. I got this business deal to blah, 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 make a buck." Blah, 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 blah. And nobody ever called. Nobody like, "Hey, you services. should live in a house." Yeah, and you know, go to school and such. Yeah, but I guess they didn't, but at least they kind of address it in this movie. Yeah. Uh, either way, so uh, Garbage Woman, that's not a reflection on her. I just can't remember her character's name. She digs through garbage. It's fine. Yeah. She's like talking about all these things and she's like, I don't remember what the context is, like the prelude up to it, but she's just like, I could get raped. Oh, yeah. No, she, she was warning Lester of the dangers of living down here. And she's just like... You know, we could get mugged, and he's like, I don't, you don't have anything. And she's like, well, I could get raped. And then he just turns away. And Yeah, it, okay, and there's like still, a five-second shot where he's just like, hmm. I don't understand. He doesn't understand what that means as a 10-year-old. Yeah, like, no, I think I think he's just like, hmm, all right, goodbye. Like, okay. The way that it does, because he knows what artificial insemination is, but he doesn't know the concept of rape. I think he does. I just think he's just like. Yeah, that'll happen. Bye. I don't think. Yeah, that'll happen. No words of comfort. Just all right. Well, you're totally right. You're gonna. Yep. Gonna. Or he's just like, no, but I'll say yes. Or just like. I mean, like, he's ten. He doesn't really have the capacity to be like, oh yeah, yeah. I'll come for you for through this. Yeah. I don't even know what the fuck happened. This movie just jumps around from fucking everywhere to everywhere, and well, I, don't, I don't even know. Well, Cigar Chomper gets a policeman, police officer, to say, oh, yeah. he don't got a license, I'll call the Better Business Bureau. Oh, yeah, he calls the Better Business Bureau on a fucking orphan. Yeah. He's not shining shoes like I do. Like, oh, man. Capitalism doesn't allow for competition, especially <laughs> against me. How am I supposed to be? Yeah. That happened. Fuck. I honest, like after, after he calls the cop, isn't that when, uh, what's his face shows up in the movie? Yeah. Cause they call, uh, um, 
Child Protective Services, who he works for and doesn't yeah. seem beholden to at all. He, he seems the, to have yeah. the loosest professional leash in the history of cinema. Oh, yeah. The character introduction form is just like, fuck this job. I don't want to save this orphan in a fucking blah, blah. Like, he's just, he hates everything. All he does is he, he he's like, oh, look, woman there, me want. Like, that he is, is like, he is a terrible person, too. Yeah, like, within the first two minutes of meeting uh, Jill, he's just like, do you, do you, do you want to, like, get dinner or a I, I like dinner. You're you. pretty and physically attractive to me. Do you want to go have sex? I mean, dinner? I mean, I'm going to have customary dinner, but I really just want to put my penis in you. Like that's It'll basically- be so fast you won't feel it, just like the conflict and resolution of this whole motion oh, picture. Boy. I mean, whenever I want to go and pick up women, I'm just like, Hello, women! You will not know that it has happened until... Never. Greetings, woman, female part uh, type person. How was your parts? Mine are well. Let us smash them together. Smash? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I am excited for that to happen. You sound so expressive. Hooray. That is what I say at the end of the smack, the sex happen. Do you... Talk to your partner during the act at all? Or yes, just- I say like this. Oh, boy, this is fun and good for both of us. For both Hooray. of us? How do you know that it's good. good for both of you? Because I am so good. How do you know if you're at always saying that it's so good? Because I get feedback from myself. From yourself, not from your partner. I am is so good not- at the boner. <clears throat> All right, well. That is how I know I am good. At the end, I say, hooray, and then I high five. Well, thanks. Wait, you high five? Yes. Not a hug, not a kiss, just high five? Yes. Like you're on a baseball field? Yes. And then I leave and walk the streets for all of night. Why? And I sleep during the day. Why? Are you a superhero? (laughs) I sleep inside of a... I cannot let the sun touch me. Are you a vampire love bot? Yes. Vampire love bot here to satisfy. <laughs> All right, well, that's... I shoot copies of Twilight out of my chest cavity. Ow! <laughs> Damn it! Breaking <laughs> Dawn Part 1. That's the war- Oh, ow, ow! Oh. 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 Love me. <laughs> These aren't even... <laughs> what do you have HD DVD copies of this? It's the only thing Blu-ray. I can find. <laughs> uh, a VHS? What? <laughs> Who printed this? Oh, <laughs> man, I got a laser disc. Oh, good. Now you can use it with your... As a Frisbee. Those things are fucking huge. Here, catch Vampire <laughs> Love Bot. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. What? Did you catch it? Yes. Okay, good. In my slot. I, I don't want to ask which. Oh, one. boy. Oh, great. Because mm. Th- that's what you Push say. Push it, Marp. I'm not uh, doing anything. You're just standing boy. there. I am having the sex fun. I'm watching you. You're literally just. <laughs> be the feedback sound that he gets to do you ever do you ever have sex with more than one person yes well no not at once but like twice do they like hey come back and I do not remember faces or bodies then how do you know if you ever cared about anybody 
I am a robot. Robots do not. I just have the sex. Isn't that kind of sad? Sex robot coming in your vagina. Or other orify. Not everybody has. Boop. That's the sound of my entry. Really? Yep. Like a second grader. Just boop. I'd like for you to draw an illustration of coitus for me. Just <laughs> I have to- entered. <laughs> that is what I say after I have entered. I have entered. You know, I actually am producing an erotic book for this podcast that I produce called The Porner, and I want you to narrate it. Oh, okay. Because you're so Can expressive. You, I, give me an excerpt. Uh, it was... Oh. Well, no, wait, wait, no, I found a better one here. Oh, thank you. It was a dark and stormy vagina. You you can skip ahead over that next part that oh. describes it in detail. Okay. I the was, night, not the other thing. I was upon her like a wolverine on top of food, which is enjoyable to my body. Did you know? Wait, there's an aside? I don't remember that part being in the in the excerpt. <laughs> Did you know Wolverines play with their food? Wait, are, that that's not in the manuscript. Are you just giving us random hello, factoids she about? She said as I entered her. Wait, why is she saying hello after you're already doing it? Hello. Did, did I she replied, not know you were there? <laughs> hello, I replied. How is your day? As How I, is your day? You start the conversation after you start. As I continued thrusting. It was good. I went to the store. Shouldn't you be focusing on the act? I mean, I I mean, talk sometimes, but it's not like you try to carry on like a coffee conversation. I read further in my book. She said, oh, how was that? As I continued inserting my genitals. Yes, we get it. You're doing it. What chapter are you on now? How far do you have to go? We don't give a shit about the conversation. It's supposed to be smut. You describe the doing. It's called the porner, not the conversationer. Oh, I am about chapter 12. My vagina is feeling very good right now because of your penis. Yes, because that's the most realistic sex talk that I've ever heard. Oh, man. Oh, man, you don't have a name or, like, uh, a title. It's just, oh, man, no, it's the most intense orgasm I've ever heard on on audio. And then she came all over my penis. Really? And then I did the same inside of her vagina. And then I left and walked into the night. Wait, so you have legs to walk. Of course. Did you not say goodbye? This is an or did you have, or do you have to have sex again to say goodbye? Depends on the. De- the I'm reading from your book. This is not my experiences. You've been off book for like three minutes. Maybe I am just a better author than you expected. I didn't write the book. You're supposed to be reading it. Okay, as hold is. on. Let me let me get another one. Here is a good one. Uh, all right, sure. I mean, that's that's a fine one, I guess. I entered the club just like he entered me. Last night, 
My memories. Yes, we. you can skip the part of likening everything to bodily entry through that. My memories were fresh upon my mind, like memories. Oh, really? Is that, is... I was thinking about how big his penis was. I said skip ahead of the part. And how open my vagina was for him. I dilated. Did you know? Did I? Is this like the educational part where you talk about dilation? I think we know. People who buy this stuff already know the mechanics of it. You're supposed to describe it in a way that entices them, not in a... And then the molecules coalesced into a different shade of helium bubble. Did you know? No. What What am I supposed to get out of this? Did you know that when people have intercourse, that their genitals touch a lot? Yes. As does everybody who gets this book. I went home. I'm going to skip ahead if that is okay. Yes, please skip. Okay. As much as you can. When I got home, I had a large surprise for me. And by large, I mean his penis. But then there was an even bigger surprise behind the curtain. Four of his friends with bigger schlongs than each other's. Wait, there... Wait. Each uh, one larger than the last. No, I, I just need to question the writing here. Each slong bigger than each other's? Like, do they just like, oh, yours is bigger, and then they like rip off theirs and then give it to the other person? Or is each one exponentially bigger as you looked at them behind the curtain? I did not write this. Yeah, but the way that you're reading it, I mean, like, I'm well, looking at the page right now, and it just says each one was bigger than the last. You're the one that kind of went off script by saying... Fair enough. Let me continue. Continue. I said, oh boy, look at all those five schlongs. Yes! And then he came up to me. Mr. Anderson. Is that... Nope. <laughs> Yep. That dialogue's not in the book. Why Why are you adding? I'm not. I am making... This is an excerpt. I wanted people to know the character names. Oh, so you're you're, you're ad-libbing. I'm, I'm getting people more engrossed in the story. Y- yeah, it's really working. Mm. Yeah, I'm getting bothered. All right, let's finish up the excerpt. Okay. Then all the schlongs entered me at once. How? At once? <laughs> How? How? <laughs> I do not know. Wait. If you're going to go off script, did you know? You know. <laughs> you don't just go to the Okay, part of this it's like a horror film. Suspense is key. Why do you think they call Hitchcock the master of suspense? He doesn't just go like, "Boom, there's a gangbang." No, he find out who they are, wine and dine, process. Step by step, not burp, dicks everywhere. I did not write this. No. I am reading an excerpt. You finished the excerpt like two minutes ago. Did you know? No. What, what do I need to know now? The human body can facilitate a lot of things inside of their body. Is this just like a factoid program that you have? I've never known a, v- a vampire. To- Let me finish. 
The sex part or yes. the talking part? The sex part. Fine. As all five schlongs entered my body, I was like, man, that's a lot of schlong. I'm sure that that's the only thought that was going through your head. And I was like, or processor. This is all kinds of hot. I am now lubricated because I am so aroused. Join us next week for part two of Vampire Love Robots audiobook, All the Schlongs and in Book Talk. Did you know? <laughs> this program is a is a co-production with National Public Radio. And me, because I have both loads of money. And now back to the catastrophe section. Good job. Did you know? Ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> Yeah, Gary Coleman. Okay, it seems like everybody thinks that Lester is an adult in this movie. Because he talks like one. But he's also 10 years old and three feet tall. Yes, less than probably. Yes, but... Like the the uh, the pizza, the guy where he gets pizzas, he's like, okay, Lester, you're going to have to pay for this. And he's just like, how about double or nothing? And then he's like, what about the Yankees with the 902 and what was their fucking- With the 90210 yeah, and the cast, who's going to live yeah. through the season? Yeah, what Yankees were in the 90210? And he's like, Burt, Burt Reynolds. And then he gives him a free pizza because that's the right answer. Because, you know, Burt Reynolds was on all those- uh, 90210 Yankee crossover films. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah, sports. The ha- and the happening sports happen. I do like that there was a bit of an explanation to how he knew the trivia rather uh-huh. than him just being magically, excuse me, gifted. Because Jill, who as we mentioned, works in like the, the arcade. arcade they have like a trivia machine. Yeah, and he keeps testing his knowledge on that, so it makes sense that he would uh-huh. know. So, and then another guy asks him who was like a South African runner in like the 1908 Olympics. That yeah, he, something he just knew the answer to. I guess of course, which is kind of cool. Anyway. Uh, pointless. Yeah, pointless, but I remember Jill saying, like, oh, Lester, you're going to get married someday, and it's going to be so fun. And then he's like, I, I kind of love, ew, girls. Like, you know, 10-year-olds. Yeah, 10-year-olds. I don't want to get married ever. I love that they needed to illustrate this, like, the whole, this is a tell-don't-show moment. We don't need yes. to see this. But they decided to show, not tell. Like, they tell and show and it shows like don't you the, love when they do both this young, this poor like 10 year old black girl just like she has to like kiss gary coleman oh, yeah. and then and then they're just like wearing their wedding things and, and it's like, like in the clouds and weird well like, it's all white like they're wearing yeah. like all white and then they're like they both sit in like the metro lockers yep. and then it says do not disturb as he closes it because these 10 year olds fucking 10 year olds are having sex in a metro total, locker yeah but it's like white and heaven and bullshit yeah uh-huh. So the fu- they wasted so much time on that, on those like three pointless shots. And another thing, I like this one line I, I'm still thinking about, like, they're like, Lester, you could be a businessman. And he's like, I wanted mm-hmm. to be a gangster, but I didn't have the guts. I don't know like, what that joke is, is supposed that, to like, be. Was it because he's going to get stabbed and his guts would be like? I, do, I have no idea. It's kind of like the the. I don't know if we're missing some like eighties thing where it's just like 
yeah, something about this. Like, it's got to be like some weird reference or I, I have no idea. I don't know what that joke is supposed to mean. Maybe we're too far in our modern, weird type of comedy. I don't know. Just, I'd rather live here in comedy than there in the 80s. Me too. But like still just like. I don't know if we're missing the joke or if it's just not really a joke. Well, Hot to Trot kind of had that too with the, what's it like to be a reincarnated fly? It, it sucks. sucks. It could like, just be like, yeah, it's not good. Like, I, I don't know. What but still, were. did no focus group say like, what if it was a mosquito? Yeah, or, what does that mean? I don't know. Well, it had or, to be a horse fly because burp, horses. Still, there's a better line for that. Oh, it's a gallop. You know, yep. just some horse pun would have worked so much or better. something better. Just yeah. anything better. Same with this. Like, well, I would have been a shoe shiner, but they keep kicking me out. Or, you know, just, just I could have been a contender, but then they didn't let me contend. And then contender, but I hardly know her because I didn't want to contend. My first video game system was the Contendo. 65. It's a joke. Do you get the joke? Oh, I thought you were in the hospital. <laughs> Anyway, back to the catastrophe section. Boop. Oh, and I love how garbage lady like tries on like she tries on a hat from the garbage and she's like, yep. oh, does this make me look is this good? And she just like grabs people. How does this make me look? Okay, so Jill and Frank, Frank is the uh, juvenile services guy. They go. She goes from. I don't like you. You don't seem to care about Lester, too. I'm totally into you. I love everything I love about you. you. And then he fucks up more, and then he's like, yeah, but I'm I, yeah, I want to take advantage of this orphan you love, but look how charming I am. Well, and she's like, oh, fawn. Well, first she asks him out. She asks, ugh, he asks her out for dinner, and she's like, yeah, fine, tool. Ugh. And then the, like they try to convince Lester to go up and they're like, Lester, you don't need to be afraid of it. Cause he's got like this agoraphobic oh, yeah. thing. And as soon as they go up, he, there's like, there's a gunfight in yeah, the middle like, of the street. Just a like cops chasing and, a gun. Like and it is immediately the, like just in public. And yeah. they're not aiming at each other. No, it's just like just a total prop. Wildly. gun. just, it's amazing. I love it. It looks a bit like uh, the I'm in love with the Coco video, yeah. like the way that they handle firearms. Just like, kind of wave them places. Just like the most, uh, like they have whoop, never whoop, fired. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Terrible. And be spastic. That song is, that song is terrible. That song is terrible, but the video is so worth it. I love how everybody is just not in the same world as all the guys around him are just like, yeah, man, you're not supposed to get high on the supply. And he's just like, and their door is open. Like someone like a law enforcement officer walking down the street could be like, hey, look, a drug house. They're clearly bagging. Damn. That is like probable cause 101. Yep. Ridiculous video. I love it. Well, I was strolling on down to the hospital to visit my... Oh, oh boy, I was going on down to visit little Timmy at the well, and I was like, look at them people doing drugs, and I'm going to go in and arrest them. And I did. So I did it. And now I'm in love with the coke. <laughs> because they gave me all of it. In exchange to not arrest them. And now we both have a music deal coming out for we're in love with the coke. And my song sounds like this. The coco's is good and I love it because it makes me feel good. And then we shoot guns at cops because I used to be one and I don't <laughs> like my old life. I had kids. 
Nah, but don't. <laughs> Yep, because tuba backing is tuba the best hip hop 808s. Like, How great would that be if two if just tubas for rap videos? Yo, I'm a hardcore. You can come down the street. <laughs> yo, 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 yo! Gonna shoot up all the cops. It'd be amazing. <laughs> Those would be the most juxtaposing elements. I would love it. Let's do it. <laughs> it would be a great avant-garde ironic. Let's do it. Performance It'd be amazing. Sort of thing. Let's do it. <laughs> how are we going to find rappers for that? Anyway, we'll discuss That's how that KMFDM started as a fucking <laughs> performance art. On anyway, the right track. On the right. Which we are not on the right track. We're just fucking lazing about. Because this movie. Oh, just and goes places. as soon as, as soon as. Okay. So they totally have like the gunfight. And then uh, Frank, like Jill falls and he, oops, I ended up on top of you. How does that happen? Normal sexual tension because, you, but it's like the let's, least. Let's se- resolve this unresolved sexual tension. It, it's It's not even, it's the least sexual sexual tension ever. It's just like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> like, that's it. Well, that sort of happened just mm. like the rest of this movie. Is. Yeah, pretty much. It's like, oh no, I have fallen on. Oh, look at you. And then that's the movie. That's their love. That's how it yep. happened. That's well, it. Well, I guess the I care about you now. Oh, man. I fell on you. And then it's like, man. Ooh. I really fell for you off of the stairs and in a metaphysical sense. Metaphorical and metaphysical. Thanks for explaining that from your hospital. You're welcome. Let me call anyway, it. back to the catastrophe. Let's get in the joke. Take copter. the mic away from the joke. Let's get the, no. the joke is about. Yeah. So they take Lester to the home and okay. This is the part of the movie that I don't get why he has to escape. out. It's been like 10 minutes. Jill and Frank go on like their romantic dinner date. Oh yeah. And they're like, he's oh, dropped off at the, the, like the, the boy's home, the yeah. home for like orphans. orphan house. And he like, you sounds know, like, a, like that, that old like medieval, movie. old medieval thing where they would like tie bed sheets together and yeah. like escape from a tower. He does that. Yep. But in like, like a minute, like it's not even been like yeah. five minutes and he's like already got like all Gone. these immaculate sheets. How many sheets do they give to one three foot tall kid? Maybe he's just a businessman con man. Oh yeah. Cause business acumen is really applicable in a small confines of an orphanage. Yeah. For getting sheets. Yeah. That's how you do it. Except for Bro. he could have escaped any other way. Like there's a fire escape that we probably see. Probably could on have his just way walked out. out. Yeah. He probably could have jumped or there's could have found a ladder. Could have just anything, yeah. Bribed anything. If he's so smart at business, why not just offer one of the guards winnings or like, hey, I got an in. I'll shine your shoes. I'll do all this stuff. Like he could have bribed his way out with money or something. It's not like he's hurting for cash at this point. Well, I mean he was because he didn't use it for cause he because apparently he's like, I can't bet myself. Because oh yeah, because he's ten. I don't know if it was because that or because then he wouldn't be right. I don't know that end because he's ten. Well, I mean, yeah. it's not like we let ten year olds just go hey, hey, hey blackjack. All I mean, it. that'd be amazing. I'd love to go to Vegas and just see like eight year olds. On yeah, slot good machines. luck. Parents getting bankrupt and four year olds playing fucking poker. It'd be great. Toddler casino. Come on down to the toddler casino. <laughs> I'm not scummy at all. Let me take your child's literally taking candy from children. <laughs> and by candy, I mean your life savings, but also literal candy because no candy allowed. Taking college funds fun since 1987. 
which is when my college fund was taken. So I, by my father, and then I decided to take it out on society's real perpetrator criminals, toddlers. <laughs> Those scum of the earth children. Mm. This has been an advertisement by National Public Radio. <laughs> I think he just gave up on that day. <laughs> And now back to the catastrophe section. <laughs> Thanks. You're welcome. Uh, so, oh no. So they don't, he doesn't ask her out on it. He creepily shows up at her vocal audition at the most gross, rapey. I think that's after, but stand yeah. up. No, no, it doesn't the, matter. The standing said, he's like, yeah, can we go get that. some food? And she's like, did she tell him where the audition was? I don't remember that. I think they had already gone out before that, that. Really? Because I like think so. the, am- the amount of time that passes is literally inconsequential. Yeah, it just happens. It's like they drop Lester off. She goes off like, and it's like within a matter of hours or like an hour, he shows up at her audition at the sleaze fuck factory and they're like, <laughs> yep. The fuck sleaze factory. It, it looks like it, it does look like a rape hill. It looks like they just got like some old, it looks like a shitty high school like a Midwestern high school, like a like, music room. Yeah. Like just, mm, and they set up like a cardboard bar here. Sing Shania Twain covers. I'm going to be Burp. over here shooting up heroin. Oh boy. Want to sit on my love sack? And by that, I mean my genitals. Yep. Cause that's what everyone lovingly refers to as. Yep. Anyway, did you know? No. <laughs> so they go to dinner. He's like, you're really talented. And she's like, I don't think you care about Lester. I don't think you're what I want in a person. She's like, I want a sensitive guy, but someone who's forceful. And that's like, me. That's me. Cause women really love it. When death, when desperate people go, Oh, I can be whatever you want me to be. You, you know, like black guys. I can put on some shoe fallers. Whoa. Like, whoa. Um, <laughs> don't. <laughs> That's how, that's what I am, ladies. If you want a black guy, I could get the microphone out of his hand. We're not going to the joke copter. <laughs> joke copter. Yes, coming up later. Not now. Uh, I don't even. <sighs> and the Frank is the. S- He's the worst character, morally speaking, in this thing. He works for child protective services or uh-huh. juvenile, whatever. Yep. And all he he just wants to get close to Lester to use him for his money. Yep. Like at a certain point in this movie, there's no conflict and everybody's just getting rich. Everyone, literally everyone's just like, oh man, look at all that money I lost. There one. Oh boy. I bought a Corvette for my wife. Man, isn't this fun in a movie? All the characters are succeeding for 30 minutes straight. Guess what the conflict is after this? Nothing. Like it's terrible. And they like try to push off his luck, like we well we gotta have something that tries to explain like the him being good at the horses. They're like I'm a Leo, and Leos are real go getters. Or he's got like a cosmic thing. Or Jill thinks that he's two thousand years old and asks him if his he soul remembers being a slave in Egypt. Like does she say that? Yeah, she says that. Oh my god, I missed that. That's crazy. Yeah, they're like, did you build the pyramids of Giza? Like he would remember that. What? Like. 
He may be 10, but his soul is 2,000-year-olds. Fuck off. So they take the 50 Gs that he makes. Frank's like, oh, I love you, kid, even though I love money more. Hey, 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 babe. <laughs> he goes to a bookkeeper that sits... In a park. Yeah, in a park. With a big red phone in his suitcase. Yeah, he just opens up just his suitcase. waiting for people to come up and be like, hey, I got to put all this money on this horse. And he's like, all right, let me make a business phone call in my briefcase. Ring, ring, bitch. This is my briefcase phone. Hey, can I? do I have the direct... Uh, uh, I've got the direct park line to the mob, local piano playing mob boss. Yeah, who is like the secondary villain who does nothing ever. He's just like, ah, they took a million dollars from me. And then that's the end. He's like, I don't care. It's a sucker's bet because the odds are really low. And then, he and then wins. they wins. And then, and then he's like, wins. we got to get that money back. And it's like, I'm, that's, that's the, what happens with betting, dude. You're an idiot. But then they hide it in like the locker. Like his just, locker. Yeah. He, they, like he forces Lester to put it into the fucking locker. Like, yeah. He's like, damn it, kid. Locker. Put it. Yeah. And then they just like the mob just like puts on hard hats and picks up the locker rack, like the whole thing of lockers and just walks away. Oh, with we it. didn't mention the mustache guy. Who, oh, my who God. Yes. You, you described the mustache. Yes. Man. OK, so the uh, the mob boss's son um, follows Lester to be like, hey, we got to find the money. So he puts on a fake mustache, despite never being seen by Lester or anyone previously, he feels like he needs a disguise to go and stalk this little kid. So he puts on this fucking mustache and he it could not stay on any part of his face ever. Yeah, his spirit gum or whatever fucking glue that he was using. It's amazing. He's like hiding behind it and his mustache peels because he smiles. Yeah, like, just hey. like, it, like he's in a the vaudeville, like tied to the tr yeah. to the railroad tracks villain. Like, in the shot, it peels off parts of it. It's amazing. I love it. Like they're like cut and they're like continuities like to the director. They're like, uh, it, Mr. Phillips, it, Lee Phillips, it, it, it came off in the shot. He's like, one take, moving on. <laughs> it's more authentic. Yeah, because he's Ed Wood. Yep. He would, you know, he would have a hard time fitting <laughs> through that door in real life. God, I love that movie. If anyone hasn't seen Ed Wood, it is the best movie. We need to watch that It's again. my favorite movie of all time. I'm not even kidding. It's fantastic. Martin Landau and Martin fucking yeah. Landau. As fuck you. You get down. Fuck. He's the best. Fuck it. He is. He's Bella Lugosi and Bella Lugosi in that movie. And he's amazing. They're the monster squad. Like him and his like little band of like B movie. It's so people. good. Anyway, the guy they got for tour is just amazing. Oh yeah. Tor Johnson. Yeah. Oh Jesus. Anyway, tour I love that movie. cake. Oh, and we forgot that as soon as they find out that uh, they won and they're magically millionaires, the mob boss the magically said, millionaire must be a scam involving <laughs> electronics. Yeah, electronics. Because <laughs> in the eighties, yeah. all electronics were out for nefarious. Because in the eighties, electronics equals wizardry. Oh, they must, must have be used a, some man. sort of blood magic. They turned they turned this guy into a horse and made him race faster. Must be electronics. Like, what the fuck do you think electronics do? This is 1981, by the way. Just saying. I wish that Gary Coleman's character was like a blood ritual wizard who like oh, sacrificed like other orphans to. And he actually is 2,000 year old. Yeah, he's old. actually 2,000 years old. They're on to me. I drag them into the into the locker with me and I feast upon their soul. I'm not a Leo. I'm a wizard. 
I'm a wizard. <laughs> I steal your soul. I stay this young because I rip the faces off of children when I sacrifice them to the probability gods. <laughs> I know all the Is horses. Is he the penguin? <laughs> I've got an umbrella for some reason. Yeah, if anyone needs penguin voice acting, I can do terrible at it in a great way. We forgot to mention Lester getting mugged. When when the junkie just like he's oh like take off your clothes, god. he tells a ten year old orphan to take off his clothes. Those clothes won't fit him. Oh my god! No 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 no. So he we gotta set this up a little bit before. Um. So she's like, I got a call back. We gotta make it into the city. And then um, what's his face is uh like puts Lester in luggage so he feels more safe in the outside world because he's like, you feel safe in your locker, right? How about we suffocate you? <laughs> like, well, it's isn't it in case some mob people are following them? No, no, no. It's to make him more comfortable up topside. Oh, that is literally the reason. It's terrible. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> and that air, there's just one air hole. Like it's just it, a it, hole, and you see his face it's in like it. Like the anyway. size of a hole in a donut. Like just yeah, you can breathe through that, right? Yeah. So this junkie just steals the case. He's not slowed down by carrying a child in a briefcase. He's like, you're off the case. And he just runs. You're off the case. So he, <laughs> he fucking like runs into an alley. Well, because uh, Frank is stuck on the train because yeah. he grabs the. And there's a ton of people like, in front of him. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. And then he, make, he, he makes it into an alley and unzips it. And he's just like, holy shit, an orphan. Then he's just like, take off all your clothes. And Gary Coleman, Coleman, Coleman's like, you're not going to get much for these. He's like, do it anyway. Did, like, did he sexually assault Gary Coleman? Maybe. Because all we see is him. Maybe he got raped. I don't know. Cause that's like the most fucking disturbing yep. off camera thing ever. Like, and they just play it off like, wah, wah, junkies. Oh, clothes. it's so hard to lose your clothes. Is it? Oh man, look at those drugs. What is he gonna do with those clothes? They don't fit him. It's I not like he's know. his size or he has a kid. Like, we don't see that he has like, like, if they had just shown a scene of him going back to a dumpster and he's like, son, I got you some clothes today. <laughs> yeah. And, like that would oh, be like oh, a oh, oh. weird humanizing moment for him. Cause all we see is like, it just cuts to him finding a Gary Coleman yep. size box to cover him up before he like, runs into Jill and Frank. No, no, no. So this scene also has the t-shirt salesman, which I noticed is fucking great. Oh yeah. That Do line. That? Yeah. yeah. The so he's, it, there's just, a, and it's, <laughs> it's right next to the alley where he gets mugged as well, which is great. So like, as soon as he gets mugged, there's this t-shirt guy going like t-shirts, they're in red, blue, every size. Don't need, don't need a t-shirt. Well, use it as a flag. Like, yeah, don't want to wear them. Make a flag. <laughs> that dude is selling his fucking heart out. I love that man. So Gary Coleman just steals one because he's an orphan. Who cares? But yeah, just, mid city life is hard. Yeah. Oh man. That mid city junkie life. Getting raped by a junkie, maybe. And later he's just like, Man, those junkies are crazy. Like, just played it off. Like, oh man, I didn't have to be naked in front of anyone as a 10 year old. And we don't know that he's a junkie, to be fair. No, he, he just said he was. Gary Coleman said yeah, he was. Yeah, he just said he was. Yeah. Like, you just assume he's a junkie because he stole your shit. Plenty of non junkies steal shit all Yeah, the people time. who need shit or are kleptomaniacs steal shit. Happens, man. Yeah. Yeah. And so then the mayor. Or like, how do they, how does the press and the mayor become aware of, um, Lester? There's like a publication or something. I don't remember at all. 
Who cares? Fuck it. I have no idea. Isn't it like... Oh, fuck. It's the police, isn't it? Isn't it the police? I think it's like, oh, well, they were millionaires or something, and they're like... I don't know. It's... Oh no! Oh, it's oh, because yeah. the, oh, the yeah. woman, like garbage lady, she yeah, like garbage lady thousand dollars. She uses up all her money getting spa treatments, and and she's like, I oh, need it's to my thank friend Lester, Lester who yeah. he's an orphan who lives in the subway in the lockers. And then the mayor, being an upstanding person, is like, I can use that young orphan of color for my reelection campaign. <laughs> I'm not going to actually make any substantial change. I'm just going to use it for my own career goals. Hooray! Hooray! Politics. <laughs> So he uses it as a publicity stunt, and suddenly, the next day, everybody is in the fucking subway, reporters and all that, and Lester gets up on a billboard, and he's like, I'm not coming down. And the mayor's like, why are you afraid of our city, Lester? Some people call our city the best place on earth. The, the best city on earth. Yeah, a place where junkies steal clothes and possibly- Random shootings are always happening, Yeah, happening apparently. right above the the, the- the, like, three scenes that take place above ground, there is a woman getting mugged, a gunfight, and then a junkie maybe rapes a child. Yeah, and the best- the best- That's it. Yeah, and the only opportunities to make it are the people who are in the institution, like uh, Frank. He doesn't give a shit about his job. He nope. just wants to get rich. He, I work for Child Protective Services, but really more like Wallet Protective Services. <laughs> and then uh, Jill works in a shitty arcade, and she has to yep. go to like this sleazy, like mob-owned shithole to like just try to get like a, a singing thing. We don't yeah. know, but yeah, it, it's just an awful standing set yep. that looks like. A place you don't want. Terrible, to terribleness. Yeah, it looks yeah, terrible. like the diviest of dive. Shit. So divey, you could say it's a scuba bar. So <laughs> divey, so divey, you could watch Titanic in it. Get it because it's sunk. You could say it's Divey Jones. Hey, hey, hey. Divey locker. Jones locker. It's in his locker. Yeah. Because it's a dive bar. Yeah. Stop explaining. Hey, the joke. <laughs> the joke, Marine. The joke, submarine. Blah, 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 blah. The joke, the joke, the joke boat. Joke. Get on board the joke boat. Doot, no, doot. no joke boat this week. Doot, doot. All right, back to the catastrophe section. Wah. Thank you. You're welcome. Bleh. So he talks Lester up. He's like, what? he's like, somehow it comes up that the city's got money problems. Yeah. And he's like, I'll give my million dollars that I have. To the to city the to city. solve the fiscal problems. Because that's that's up to an orphan who won that money fair and square through yeah. an adult that gambled for them. Who didn't pay taxes. Yeah. So maybe that's why they have a fiscal problem. It well, they're going to pay well well, we'll get to that later. Um so I love when Joe's just like Lester has a gift. He has mystic powers, cosmic rays, and gamma rays or something. That's just <laughs> like, the writer's just like, we've got to have have some humdrum thing to yeah, I don't know try picks, to explain it. You yeah, know? I don't know. He picks horses. Who cares? Who gives a fuck by it? And you know that old story trope, the the hooker with the heart of gold, the sex worker with the heart of gold, the torn hero, the white hat. With no name. And then there's the old storytelling trope of saving the city's financial woes via gambling on horses through a gifted orphan. Mm-hmm. You know, all those other great films like that. Oh, boy. This movie... I can't even talk about this movie anymore. I wrote it's down... Just, 
laughing over Shit news happens. headlines. Oh yeah, with the guy in the, the with the health club guy. Yeah, which is like ah, ha, ha, forty killed in suicide bombing. That's crazy. <laughs> Who suicide bombs? <laughs> What's that? Like it's just weird shit like that, like tragedies that they're laughing over. That I that scene I actually enjoyed because it's like what the actual fuck is this scene? Is that yeah? And then. So as they, everybody in the fucking subway is getting rich. Why do they still keep going if they're all getting fucking millions of dollars? Because they're greedy bastards. And wouldn't the odds go down if everybody's winning on the same thing? No, no, because the, I don't know, the payout, you mean? Yeah, the payout. No, that's not how bets work. uh, It's not a, it's not one pool. Oh, because we see the mob guy, like all of his furniture uh, is taken out of his apartment. That's because, um, man face main man but face mobman or frank the frank yeah i think the creepy weird looking guy that gets shot that doesn't get shot in this but the main romantic man lead yeah frank okay yeah he because he goes like and places like three bets on the same race because he flies to Miami, then he flies to, to LA, Cincinnati, or and then flies to other place to meet bookies, and they're all apparently to the same mob boss. So they clean out that mob boss because he that's it. Them. Yeah, I guess I don't. It doesn't make any fucking sense. And, and then that, that like never a, pays off either. It's just like, man, they got me good, and then that's the end of it. Why was even that guy a character in this movie? St- Cause he, cause we needed the mustache failing scene. Was that it? So they can steal the one million, but they can get forty million back from him. Like, uh, what the actual shit was no, that? He was the point, Aaron. Of it was to drive home the thematic point. Cause they took away Lester's home in his locker, and that made him realize that home is really what the people you care about. Yeah, that's just what, what he found. But all those people don't care about him. So he really Yeah, man. A-, a rose without thorns is like just lame, bro. It's still like a rose. What if we were in like a robot simulation? It was like the Matrix. What if that was real, bro? Yeah. Man, I smoked like 20 pots today. Me too. Hey, bro, do you want to go down to the coffee shop and jerk off horses in the parking lot and be like, you guys want in on this action? And then people will be like, yeah, all right, let's do that. And then we'll be like, hey, bro, have you ever thought, like, maybe we are just in one big collective dream? And then they're like, yeah, man, and then we all bond. Like the bonds that they have to pay off in this movie. Ah! So we find out that the million or so that like they, they should have more than like a million at this point. Yes. Well, no, cause he, this is just Lester doing it or, uh, well, I mean all those people like, cause if the well, guy was did, gambling on his behalf, pool, no, they didn't. The other people in the subway weren't gambling on his behalf. It was just what's his face, Frank. But still, you'd think that there would be more money than a yep. million for him. Cause he had a million uh-huh. when they did was like two oh, races. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. Not to mention going all over the fucking place. To yep. All those poor mob bosses that they put out of it. It was only one. Well, apparently. That we saw. Well, no, it was I it was supposed to be just one, but he was super powerful. And the, this one orphan put him out of business. Out of business. Out of business. Steve Olson's business tips. Don't go out of business. The end. Next week on Steve's business tips, we found out whether you 
what a reverse mortgage is and how you can reverse it. Don't do it. <laughs> and now back to the catastrophe section. <laughs> Thank you. So this is the darkest kids movie I've ever seen. It really is. When you think about it, like there's a solid 25 minutes of everyone just like dance, dance, monkey, dance, dance. There really is. Like, it's just, just like, like, let's use this orphan for our personal they're game. They're like all just gathered around like Lester. What is it? Lester, what is it? And he just starts yep. shining shoes because he needs to like be shining shoes with his shoe. Maybe box. he just gets super high off the fumes. It's just like, oh, rainbow horse wins the race. <laughs> I don't know. It seemed to be like more just like a probably, but like, I don't know. It just, there's, it's so well, cause she said, Jill says it's cosmic forces. Frank says that it's like, he's really good at just running the numbers in his head without him knowing it. I don't know. Makes no sense. Who gives a shit? It, there's no actual yeah, way. This like the ever... stakes, the conflict, it's just like, well, all that money you thought that it was going to, we're actually paying off our interest. Oh, you no. mean like most cities are? Yeah. Because yeah. oh, they no. talked about like, let's get all orphanages better stuff because that one that you lived in wasn't so great. Let's, yeah. Let's buy them all new parents. <laughs> yep. I'm going to buy you a parent. We hired all these new parents for you since those Ooh. other ones fired you as their children. Yep, that's how orphan works. <laughs> how orphan works? Orphan works li- sounds like a like a, a child slavery outfit. No, welcome it's a, to orphan works, where we put whole- you to work so that you're not a leech on the system. Funded yeah. by Ronald Reagan Remembrance Fund. <laughs> Yay, orphans! Whip, whip! Better keep going on this poppy factory. Or whatever we make. Don't worry about the toxic fumes. The only toxicity that you have is on our glo- our GDP by being a yeah. leech on the system, by being a poor and being young. Being a poor. Better, a poor. Better paint that lead paint on those nice shiny toys that other kids get to have, but you don't. Ha ha. But at least we get the stamp made in America, and I get to have a 17th Lamborghini Marcelago. Then we get to wave the flag and then jerk off into a puddle of Native Americans. <laughs> what? Because, I don't know, hate them. There's a puddle of... Yeah. You know what? Never mind. I'm just going to... Probably for the best. (laughs) Yeah, that is fucking... So the million dollar business venture doesn't pan out. Oh, no. But then it does. And then, but then Frank and Jill happen. like totally don't love him, and then they're like, "We're sorry, we lied to you, orphan. We still love you as long as you can make us money." Well, that's that's what Frank says. Is like, we don't need this system bullshit. Let's just go make tons of money. And then Gary Coleman's like, "Yeah, all right," but he loses his gift. Like, yeah, I can't do that no more. <sighs> what even left is in this movie? Have we not? Covered this fucking. We have Jesus to Christ. go how the pizza owner now owns a Cadillac and compa- complains about the payments. Oh no, you can't pay the cattle. Well then, fucking do your finances better. Why are you not face. leasing? You're an if idiot. you can't afford the payments, lease the fucking car. Fucking stupid. And then you go. I can't afford this anymore. Have it back. Hand keys. The yep, end. Yep. Done. I mean, you have to have it for a determinate amount of time, but. If you're smart with your money, you should be investing if you have a pizza place. Build a franchise. Build another location. Hire some more people than just you because you or look miserable and he bald. Does. Or it could just, or you could just be like, hey, I'm going to invest in the stock market and then get the dividends so I have passive income. Done. Yep. 
Oh, such champagne problems. All my servants sweat way more, and so I have to pay for bigger bars of soap. Oh, oh man. You have it so hard. <sighs> and so they finally, like, Frank and Jill, uh, although not in the arc of the movie or having any resemblance of a motherfucking arc in this whole fucking mess. Nope. Are just like, well, yeah, we don't care about money anymore, even though we totally do, and we're totally well off, and we don't have to worry about anything anymore. We're gonna yep. walk, we're gonna walk up this way and adopt you, and probably harvest your brain into a jar so that we can do, I don't know, stuff st- to it, statistical things. Yeah, we can find out your two thousand year old brains. <clears throat> we're going to sacrifice you <clears throat> to the dark gods, to Dustin Hoffman and the set of, and the crew of HBO's Luck, which was canceled after one season. Hello, orphan. Welcome to the Black Circle. Today you will be sacrificed to the dark god Cthulhu. <clears throat> I sound like Skeletor, He Man. I'm Cthulhu's number one fan. He-Man. Number one Cthulhu fan, bro. Do you even know the Yellow King Hester, bro? Hey, bro, what about Yag Sothoth or Shub Niggurath or others? I just watched True Detective. It's pretty cool. That isn't really... It's got the Yellow King. Oh, okay. The King in Yellow? Yes. Hester? He goes by the Yellow, yellow King. Okay. I'm not going to give away too much. Okay. It's pretty cool. Oh, okay. Anyway, goodbye. Does he poop? TMI, bro. Oh, okay. Now back to the catastrophe section. <laughs> I think you need to check the soundboard. Oh, well, looks like our, in- looks like our intern has fallen over. Oh, and here comes the here comes the joke, Bielins. Yes, stop explaining the joke. The yes, stop explaining the injuries and actually help him. You know, you don't need to explain the jokes about him lying down. Anyway. (laughs) Our sirens are off. They're like, everybody loves you. And then this movie ends. Everybody does not love him. Everybody is loves the money that they make because of you. Yep. The only person who actually like loves him is probably, uh, Garbage lady. Yeah. No, no, no. She's the it. only one that comforts him. Like at the end, that scene, she's like, you know, I realize that people like us, people are always going to use us for something, mm-hmm. but I'm really comfortable down here and I care about you. And we actually see like Lester cry at that moment because he like realizes that winning the money isn't that important or whatever. I don't care enough. He's the only one who has like a semblance of a character arc. Yes. And then he has six of them because that's how this movie's structured. With a four, 40 billion act structure. So the, f- the, f- the finale of this movie is they're riding the escalator up into the shiny thing because the yep. future is bright. Oh and he's like, what about the stock market in ADR? What about, I'll, I can pick stocks. Oh. And I had a question at the end of the movie. Did he lose his mojo or did he just quit because he realized everyone was extorting him? I don't know. Well, well, the thing is, he failed once at calling the horses, calling the triple. He's he's like, oh no, I failed once. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, they never make that clear at all. It's like, well, I can't. also don't care. 
They all, they should just be like, can't do no more. Like, that's all you need. Like, just a loud... Not doing more happen. <laughs> Thank you, announcer. Did you know? No. Oh, well, let me tell you. No, stop. <laughs> oh, thanks. I'm glad we have that... That bathroom camera. Oh, someone's getting a blowjob. How great. Yep, the glory hole cast sounds like it's going real good. Oh, look. It's a, the rim job cast. Oh, that's the dolphin cast, our most popular show. Back to the catastrophe section. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, so let's render our verdicts on this movie. Yes, this film, this film, film movie. Yes, yes, movie. Yeah, let's do it. Aaron, does this movie belong in the catastrophe section? I think it does. It's 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 entertaining. It's so breezy. It's like it's just hard to talk about. It, but it's fun to watch. And there's so many like small. I don't want to say vignettes, but like these little moments that are just like. What? Like, there's like this guy in yep. the subway who's just got all these like wind up monkeys, and he's like, "Oh, hey, Lester, how's it going?" He's just hanging out, and he's like, "What the actual fuck is happening here?" Yeah, no, there's a lot. Of, I'd say watch it if you have an hour and a half of yeah, it's time. it's like old dogs level breezy. You will not regret like, and it's only on YouTube. Yeah, because like this movie was only so this VHS movie does belong only. in the catastrophe section. Yes. Now, Aaron, there is. Not a whole lot of reviews on Rotten Tomatoes for this. There is one so. fresh and two rotten. All right. So I will be reading the excerpts from all of them. All right. First, the fresh. Roger Ebert, 2.5 out of four. If there's anything I can't stand in a movie, it's a sweet, lovable, cute little kid who is so adorable and knows he's so adorable. You want to cringe. That's what seeing Gary Coleman in On the Right Track was so much fun for me. Oh, I guess. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, Janet Maslin of the New York Times wrote on the right track as a vehicle for Miss Mr. Coleman that depends entirely on the premise that he's lovable. Only his most ardent television fans are likely to accept this. Okay. Yep. Mm -hmm. And then TV yeah. guide wrote other than a few cute lines and situations, there's little else of value in this absurd and extremely naive picture. Yep. Definitely. That's why naive. I like it. Cause it's absurd. Yeah, it's and naive. So naive. That's why it's, it's fun. It's like tango and cash. Like it's totally written by somebody who has no actual knowledge of, of the subject and just yeah. like, yeah, they probably have underground tanks. I don't know. Uh, you must be a liberal. <laughs> <laughs> they did drugs. Must be a liberal. Yep, someone we know said that. Because we don't know. Oh, he trafficked drugs in the 70s. He must be a liberal. I don't know things. Yeah, he had bowel problems after that. He is a f fucking hell. Anyway. Aaron. Oh, so, yeah, this movie was um, made in 1980. Uh, it is 97 minutes long. It was only yeah. it was never released on DVD or home like video after VHS. Nope, just VHS. Um... Aaron, how much money did this movie make? It doesn't say how much it is. Cost, cost to make. Probably not much. Um probably like a million. It made 5.9 million. That's too in, much. For, in US and Canada, it doesn't say anything about That's far too much for a video only release. Yep. Fuck that. Well, I don't think it was a video only release. It was just released uh, okay. on that in home form in theaters. Oh, okay. It was that i don't know it feels like the studio was wanted just to direct to the director uh vhs no it was uh 
It was released released on March 6, 1981, and later in different cities. So it looks oh, like okay. it was probably a limited release or something. Oh. Yep. And the tagline is, meet the world's richest orphan. Whoa. Wow. And it does take place in Union Station in Chicago, not some weird mythic place called Mid-City. I prefer Mid-City. Yeah, me too. It's just like, it's just called Mid-City. Mid of what? Just, oh, you, know, you know, the city, you know, whatever. So, uh, let's see. So... So it says here on the MDB trivia, after the debut of Different Strokes in November of 1978, Gary Coleman quickly became a household name. Zephyr Productions was created to promote Coleman's star power, and 1981's On the Right Track was the first movie developed from that initiative. It was filmed in 1980, primarily set in Chicago, and the working title was called A Guy Could Get Killed Out There, which is what? the line that Gary Coleman says when the gunfight erupts, like, as soon oh, as he comes yeah. down, he's like, a guy could get killed out there. Yeah. You know, in his cute little kid voice. Yeah. Uh, So the director of this has only really done, like, TV stuff. Like, he's You can tell. A lot of TV stuff. Um, You can tell. <laughs> He did a bunch of uh, Diagnosis Murder, Perry Mason, The Girl Most Likely, episodes of The Fugitive, The Dick Van Dyke Show. Damn. Uh, Peyton Place. Uh, Aaron, more importantly, this movie was nominated for some Razzies. What were those Razzies? Worst new person. And another. Worst actor. Correct. Worst new star for Gary Coleman and worst actor for Gary Coleman. Oh, okay, good. I don't cool. think it was that bad in this movie, though. I don't think it was that bad. If anything, I think the script was terrible. Like, uh, of course. I think the directing is what deserves applause because I'm like, he how did they make... He is the best actor in this, though, is the thing. Also, because all the other people are ciphers and, like... Yep, cipher rages. Yep, cipher rages, referencing... That one... Will Smith's character in The Pursuit of Happiness After Earth. Yep. It's hard to be poor it's after hard, Earth. It's hard to be a god. After Earth. Yeah. Anyway, so now that we've done all that, let's move on into what's on our radar. Aaron, what's on your radar this week? My radar is filled to the brim. Now, the new um, the new Symphony X album is really, 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 really fucking good. Then there's a new Riverside album coming out soon and a new Spock's Beard album. So Progasm. Prog, prog metal, prog rock, fucking extravaganza coming out soon. Then I watched BattleBots, that show from the 90s, came back this year for another season. I don't know if they do it every year. I just never I just never really paid attention to it before. I think this is the first time in a long time that it, that it they showed it on actual like national TV. So ABC did BattleBots, and it's only six episodes. They're about 40 minutes each. It's fucking stupid awesome, you know. The whole, like, the bunch of nerds build robots, and they got flamethrowers and saws and flippers, and they fuck each other up. And that's the show. And then it's like a tournament. It's cool. Uh, it's free on ABC. Go watch that. And then we watched Hard to Be a God, which is strange, <laughs> to say the least. Oh, yes. It's a black and white three-hour movie by... Uh, some Russian auteur who's like, hey, there's this one book about sci that's sci-fi, but it's the Middle Ages because we send scientists to another planet that is in the Middle Ages. And it's just, I don't, the way they do the movie is so non-plot central. While still having a very while complicated still having plot. a plot. Because like, the way it's shot is, 
It's not, you know how they have like the, they have like the dark fake documentary style. It's kind of like that, but more of, it feels like the scientists brought a camera guy, but nobody knows what a camera is. So they, it's, it feels like you're spying in on the scene instead of like, this scene is shot. It's like you're, you're cause they're all like weird continual shots. There's not really any cutting back and forth. It's really cool. It's, and plus the way they did the, it's fucking gorgeous. It's a really good looking movie. And there's a lot of poop, like a lot of poop and yeah. everyone's fat and covered in shit. It's weird to say the least. It's really weird, but it's good. I think there is so much p- scat in this movie. Like not like weird, like mm, boner scat, but like, they like throw they like throw an undesirable into like the shit pit like because like the um there's like a new there's like an anti renaissance where the king or duke or whatever the fuck is like kill all the intellectuals so they're like rounding them up and throwing them in shit piles and stabbing them it's weird it's a very weird movie also there's a lot of dead dogs and they pull them out of the mud and they're like I found another and then they one. mount them on spears yeah, and it's it's a st- I would I would commend it for its world building first and foremost because it's like I mean that's what it does because the way they shot it is like hey you're in this the, you're this camera in this world experience what kind of crazy shit happens here you go here's this thing and you just watch as the world unfolds in front of you instead of being like we have to take 5 minutes to be like these people from this village do this because of this. It's just like, hey, there's a guy pulling a dead dog out of the muck and he's super happy about it. I don't know why. Like, it's hey, look, guys, I found dinner. No, it's it's really interesting. And uh, I'd say watch it. It definitely it is almost three it. hours long. So you do need to brace yourself for that. We yes. Kind of lost. And we watched it with pretty bad subtitles. Like the subtitles were not well. Yeah, translated. they were all like direct things like they're like. I th- like there's this one part where these, one of them like, is supposed to be like, go like, fuck your donkey. No, no. It's like you, you goat fuck. Like it's supposed to be like you goat fucker. And the, the subtitles say like, let your goat have sex with you. Yeah. It's let like your goat have sex with you. You it's, like, yeah, the, the subtitles we, when we watched it, were not so great, but cause it's all on Russian. Yeah. It's good. I watch it, watch it, watch it. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. If you can find it. I mean, was it hard to find? I don't know. Yeah. It was really hard to find. Well, good. Yay, obscure science fiction. We're weirdos. Right in your book that it, it's hard, it's hard to, to be, be a god. god. Also, the fuck the main guy, like the main actor, I really liked him in that movie because he was like, I don't know, he just he he carried himself really interestingly because he felt like he's just like I'm a god, fucking uh. because he's stronger than everyone else on those. Yeah, it's like. Because apparently everyone's really weak on, or just like, cause they're like a different species almost, but not, I don't know. It was weird, but he can just like kill everybody. And in the end of the movie he does, but they don't show it. They just, he's just like resting in a puddle and there's a ton of dead guys around him. Yeah. That, that whole movie is like after battles and stuff. It's, it, it's really cool. Actually. I really like it. Yes. Yeah. So anything else you want to plug or no, nah, that's it. Uh, just on my radar this week is, uh, Showtime's new summer lineup. So the new third season of Masters of Sex and Ray Donovan. Pretty good. Check them out. Do that. Yep. Do that. And uh, don't see Ant-Man because they fired Edgar Wright and fuck him. I did see it. Eh. That's about it. That's all I got. Fuck him. I didn't pay for it because I had a coupon, but a coupon. 
Yeah. But do see Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was, that really, was good. really good for it an was. Like, I didn't expect it because Christopher McQuarrie directed a Jack Reacher, which I wasn't oh, a big yeah. fan of. It just felt too, like, ripped from the pages of a novel and in a TV <laughs> yeah. movie that happens to star Tom Cruise and have a budget north of $10 million. Yeah. Yeah, it... No, but the, the new mission and has Werner Herzog for some As reason the bad guy, which is a good choice. Yeah. I just no, I, if, when a I when a villain know. is all shadows and no substance, I just don't like. Ooh, I'm the boogeyman. I'm behind. Ooh. Remember when your parents died? That was me. Remember when you were poor? That was me. Remember when you were an orphan? Well, that was in undue circumstances, but it could have been me. <laughs> <laughs> laugh, 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 laugh. Shot. Oh god. Yep, pretty much. Anyway, so Aaron. What are we watching next time on the catastrophe section? Oh, next time, since Cameron is going back to Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. Or as John says, Miami. Yeah. He's going back to Minnesota for grad school. Miami, Minnesota. Minnesota, man. We're going to do a catastrophon, which is a terrible plan in a great way. So we might have to scrap one of the episodes. Maybe. <laughs> if it's bad, we will. And but whatever. Our voices are going to be like, <sighs> no, it'll be fine. Don't worry about it. We'll we'll stock up on shit. We'll get things. We'll stock up on poo. Yeah, it'll Great. work. Oh, all right. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so um, we're going to record three episodes in one day. And by the last episode, we will be very non-content. It'll get Lewis Carroll up in here, basically. Yeah, that. The guy who wrote Alice in Wonderland. Oh, okay. Why did you whisper that? Because I like whispering. Oh, okay. Or it'll get Kafkaesque up in here. It's going to get, I hope it gets really strange. I'm, I, I, I think putting us in a fucking garbage situation will help us get angrier and be more entertained. I don't know what's going to happen. I feel like our anger will fizzle out around movie two. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But so we're going to do that. And, um, so the first one we're going to do is hot. I don't know what order we're recording them in. I think. We'll see. But next next time's episode is going to be The Hottie and the Naughty. The movie, is it Paris Hilton? I have no, I don't remember who's in it, but it's basically, there's a super hot girl and she has a really ugly friend and this guy's like, man, she's hot, but she's ugly. Damn. And then that's about the movie. I think I don't you know. sum that up so perfectly. I mean, that's pretty much the plot is like, you got to be nice to this ugly yep, girl. It's Paris oh, Hilton, no. who was the executive producer of this movie as well. Oh my God. She paid. Why? Because she wanted to be a star. Fuck her. Anyway, until then, I'm Cameron. And I'm Aaron. Outro. Oh, uh, hold on. Not outro. Haha. <laughs> Tricked you. So after that, because I wanted to. F- to do oh okay we're starting a new tradition folks september will now be known as sequel september this is going to be really this is a terrible plan and i love it um it's going to be sequels to movies we haven't seen so we like that to clarify if we're doing paul blart mall cop 2 we will neither of us will have been been able to have seen the first one yes so we unconsciously chose not to see the first one in yeah. the case of Paul Blart Mall Cop. I don't know why you saw the first one. I think it was like dad wanted to see it and I'm like, eh, free movie. All right. Or we can make some exceptions. Like if we saw the yeah, movie maybe. as kids, like 
we and don't do remember it. it. Yeah. yeah, Cats and Dogs: The Revenge of Kitty Galore. I could. I've persuaded. seen both of those, the first and the second. One, I remember them. I do. I remember, remember seeing them. the first one, but the second one. Yeah, I it only it. came out a few years ago. Yep. <laughs> I think Dad had it, and I was like, "You have, Mah. you have some explaining to do." Yeah, we watch. Come on, we watch terrible movies anyway. Yeah, but oh, I know. So anyway. <laughs> We're just going to announce those movies now, I guess. So first, we're going to be doing Agent Cody Banks 2, Operation London, or Destination London. Or Operation Destination, Destination Apathy. Yeah, pretty much. So Frankie Muniz, remember that fuck from the fucking- And Hillary Duff from the Lizzie McGuire. From Jerry Maguire. Yeah, from Lizzie McGuire. Jerry Maguire. Jerry is also a woman. Jerry Lewis Maguire. Yep, Jerry Lee Lewis Maguire. Yeah. So we're doing that, and then we're doing... Oh, God, what was the other one? Uh, we just decided this shit. It involves being crazy in a basket. Oh, yeah, we're doing Basket Case 3. So if you guys don't know the Basket Case trilogy... Oh, boy. So here's a bit of homework, and I will be posting this on the Facebook page. Watch the trailer for the first Basket Case. Then watch the trailer for the third basket case. Ignore two. Do not watch the second one and just wonder how in the ever-loving fuck they got there to three. Because it makes no sense. Some ma- some pretty good world building. That's how they pulled it off. Because like the first one is like, ah, he's a he's a twin that cut him off, but then he's in the basket, and then he's a creepy thing, and he eats hot dogs and kills things, and that's that's about it. But then in the third one, it's like, and then they have a whole family of freaks. It's like, how the fuck did they get to this point in this movie franchise? So go ahead and watch those two trailers. They're fun as shit. Watch them back to back. One, then three. Skip two. It's fantastic. It's it's a great what fifteen minutes. They're long. Yeah. They're like '90s trailers. They're well, no, long. like the the first one's like a an early like late '70s. Yeah, so it's like like eight, looks ten like minutes. someone's on a ra- so went on it a ramp. Like somebody went on a rampage. Yeah, like, <laughs> I could use a rampage. Oh yeah, in my genital region oh. up top. <laughs> it's great. Sound of five five. Yeah, that. So that's what we're gonna be we're gonna be doing, and then October we're gonna do some spooky bullshit, and then that'll be it. Yep. Then we'll go to poop a pants, and we'll go to say goodbye. And we'll do a bit. No, we're not gonna say goodbye. We're gonna keep doing the show. Well, I mean, we for don't this, just for this episode. I mean, we just don't. No, I thought you meant we're gonna poop our pants and then go off the air forever. Like uh, what? No. Or is that just how you say goodbye to people? You're just like <laughs> goodbye. Uh, I'm leaving now. Yeah, that's not what I do. Are you sure? Because it'd be great if you did. Oh, okay. I'll just go do that next time. Okay, I good. Meet anybody. Okay, then outro. Gary Coleman and harmonize. He's on the right track. He sure is. He bets on horses. Horses. And then he lives then in he a locker. He lives in a locker. He lives in a locker and he eats pizza. pizza. He's like a ninja turtle, but he's a, he's a black a... orphan and he's ten. How is oh yeah, because they eat pizza. Uh anyway. I represent two black boss with scarlet. Two by four.
buy CDs or MP3s, whatever. Hey guys, yo, I'm Catastrophe section is brought to you by as a co-production of Natural Public Radio. It's me because I have both money, read more poetry.